0: This is a Boardwalk Audio Podcast.
1: I'm Nick. I love wrestling. I'm Eric. I love wrestling. (laughs) I'm Steven, and I don't love it. You Should Love Wrestling is a show where we try to convince
2: Steven that he should love wrestling.
0: You should love wrestling. WWE, cause I love wrestling. A lot of loving for me. We on the podcast, Joey Cliff Nick and Steve, but Steven ain't wrestling. Gotta make him a believer. I'm all hoping that. I love Rick Blair, The Undertaker, Tombstone on the channel. So tuning every week, cause we got a new guest. You should love wrestling, cause it's the best, yes
1: listeners whenever you shop on amazon you can support the show by going to boardwalkaudio.com forward slash mm-hmm. you should love wrestling you click that supporter artist button it's in the top right corner drag it to your bookmarks bar anytime you go to amazon.com we get a little kickback for you shopping on amazon keeps the show running and you get the satisfaction of keeping nick ligger from hooking <laughs> that's not going to stop me. That's not going to stop me. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's then, the goal. And then what you're trying to
2: say, Stephen, is then our, our listeners and our shoppers should continue to shop. <laughs> like like they never Ah, right.
1: the good old days.
2: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today, uh, we're going to get right into it because we got a really cool angle to talk about today. Our guest today is a writer, actor, producer, and teacher who heads up the fantastic comedy video page AOK, the spiritual successor of the Fox ADHD channel. His work has also been seen on the Eric Andre Show, and every month you can catch him in the Midnight Show at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. You guys just hit your eight-year anniversary. That's cool. Nine. And nine. It's, we're coming up on nine next Woo. month. Yeah. Wow. Well. I don't know how numbers work. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> uh, and you guys have also been nominated for a Comedy Central Comedy Award for the video Drive Recklessly. And if that's not enough, he also teaches comedy at the Pack Theater here in Los Angeles. He's a friend, a mentor, and a wrestling fan. Please welcome Eric Moneypenny. Eric. sup, dudes? What's, What's up, up, bro? Dude. <laughs> welcome up, to the brother? Show. So uh, we're trying to get you on the show forever, Eric, so thank you. You, you did do our very first live, live edition of You Should mm-hmm. Love
1: Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Which has perfectly conceived live edition. Oh, man.
2: And if there's an episode in our hopper that has all the (laughs) listens, it's that first live episode. That's true. Yeah. We can confirm that.
1: Everybody loved that one. Millions. (laughs) (laughs) We Uh, figured it out. Yeah, we did. We really did.
2: But we watched the final deletion. It was a fun one.
1: It was a fun one. It just didn't come out to be a great recording. Yeah. I was like, when we were doing that, I was like, how is this going to work on audio? After it started, we thought the same thing. So. No, I think the audio worked fine. It's I think okay. the question was just, how does it work for a live show? <laughs> it was a, it was good. It was a good question of both sides. We're like, this isn't good for anyone. Mm-hmm. This shouldn't have been done. Well, Yet we did it anyway.
2: Well, but then we turned it into the the actual wrestling federation, mm-hmm. and we had some good shows. We had some good shows. But then those didn't come out to be great recordings. Those
1: were terrible. Just recordings. noises. And,
2: <laughs> they're noises just and grunts. And
1: grunts and yeah, and me <gasps> going oh, and Joey uh, talking in a monotonous. Done, like going the whole time the guy got to get locked up there we go <laughs> uh-huh that's right that was a perfect oh, show
2: which by the way oh, brings yeah. us to, eric before we get to uh before we get to talking about the match we should mention mm. this is our very first episode we're making it public we're
1: acknowledging the
2: uh fact. we have to acknowledge because people have asked about mm. it uh joey clift has left the show yes that's absolutely true yes
1: great that's it i that's just, wanted to, I just wanted to put
2: it out there yeah there's no hard feelings that's correct. Okay, well, there's no hard feelings on my side, so
1: <laughs> I just didn't affirm your thing right okay, away. That's but fine. That's, yeah, yeah. That's but
2: right. so we just wanted to put that out there, folks. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering, Joey's left the show. Mm-hmm. He's teaching cats how to wrestle. No, <laughs> he's he's teaching. He's teaching wrestlers how to buy cats.
1: That's so right Joey's here. not coming in today?
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to get up and leave, Eric, you can take off. All right. <laughs> See you I'm guys out. later. I'm out. <laughs> Joey's my favorite. No. <laughs> so, Eric, what initially got you into wrestling? We've talked at, about wrestling at great lengths, but mm-hmm. for the listeners, please.
1: When I was a child... uh, Nick, you were probably like one. Steven, I don't even know if you were born yet. Uh, 1986. No. I was flipping through the channels on a Saturday morning because all the wrestling used to be on Saturday mornings back then. Uh, And I was flipping through and the Rock and Roll Express had just Ricky Morton had just beaten Ric Flair. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know who any of these people were. He had just beaten Ric Flair in a non-title match. And Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen got so pissed. (laughs) Uh, Sorry about language. Uh, Oh, no, you can say whatever you want. Okay, they got so upset that... They got so fucking upset. They took their dildos out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was very (laughs) great. I didn't even know what those were yet. (laughs) No, they uh, followed they followed back to the good guy's dressing room and took Ricky Morton and rubbed his face into the concrete <laughs> until you saw like blood wiped all over the concrete. Oh. And when you're like a little kid and, and this was more realistic than WWF cause it was like NWA cause WWF, which I didn't even know about yet. It was kind of more like a cartoon. Um, It was so realistic. It was like I was watching like a terrorist attack or something like that. I'm I'm like, oh, no, what happened to this guy? Why is why is the bleach blonde screaming man, Ric Flair, like rubbing this, like trying to mutilate this man by rubbing his face into concrete? It was so graphic. Uh And they came back to it and they reported on it like it was like Like real the news. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other thing about wrestling back then is like the. All the shows that weren't WWF, they were a lot of them were like studio shows, so they came off kind of like local like news, and a lot of them were taped like at TV channels yeah. in those sort of studios. And so. It definitely
2: lends to them feeling more real.
1: Yeah, uh, it's not
2: like like I it's not like the gobbledygookers out there running around, yeah, like laying eggs on somebody's chest.
1: Yeah, and Bob Cottle, who is one of the guys on one of the hosts of wrestling was actually like the, I can't remember if he was a sportscaster or weather guy like on the channel that the wrestling was happening. So it all seemed legit and on the up and up. And I'm like, this show is crazy. And I didn't know what it was. My dad was like, "Yeah, let's not watch this stuff. And then like he started to get into it. It was like a it was like a snowball. Like It snowballed real quick. And growing up in North Carolina, I had access to like all of the things that weren't WWF. Like when I started to find the things that were on TV, I, of course, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, right. which was NWA, which later became WCW. We had that. We had UWF, which was formerly Mid-South. Um, we had Memphis Wrestling with like Jerry, the King Lawler and all that stuff. We had Florida Wrestling. Uh, we just had all kinds of stuff. There was That's a show so many TV shows. Yeah, it's so many. Wow. Like if you had cable in North Carolina, you could probably watch Continental wrestling. You could watch like eight or nine different companies. And I just thought it was like the coolest thing cuz it's it's <laughs> awesome. it's like a lot of comic book fans like wrestling and mm-hmm. I'm not that big into comic books, but it's like a whole universe of guys, especially when the the territories were happening. Right. Um it's funny now how we all we do is complain
2: about how much content there is. Yeah. But back then Well back but, but then it was like, it
1: was like it was sort of reasonable. Like you could like tape everything. Hour long shows. shows. There's like if you had too much to watch, it was only like eight hours. They weren't expecting like one company now is trying to make like ten hours of I don't even know what the Oh man. <laughs> what is it? Raw, SmackDown, T O five live, yeah. NXT. How many hours is that? Three plus two plus one one. Well plus well hold one. on a second.
2: So you got three hours of Raw. Then you got two hours of SmackDown, plus you have right. the half hour of talking smack after oh, yeah. SmackDown. Then you have the about an hour of two oh five live, uh, and then you Seven have the hour of NXT. But then there's like pay per views every other and a half ish weekend. Yeah. And that's five hours instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it's, it's so much content. Mm-hmm. Plus like all the little network specials they do, it's crazy.
1: I like, don't like it. We know. (laughs) We know, in. I feel like it's been too long. This is
2: the struggle. (laughs) Well, right now,
1: like, I'm subscribed to so many. Like, I always try to write, like, at least one wrestling thing a year for work so I can write off everything I subscribe to. You have New Japan World, right? I have New Japan World. I have WWE Network, which I only really watch for, like, old stuff. I have Flow Slam, which is, like, $20 a month, and it's awesome. Uh... (laughs) I have high spots, which, which is great. Is
2: ROH on one of those? Yeah, I
1: have ROH. Okay. I I figured it out, it's like over a hundred and some dollars a month. <laughs> on wrestling that i try to write off how's that sound to you steven that's insane although you know what i'm big on write-offs i I make a lot of money so it's like no it's no big deal (laughs) (laughs) i'm doing really well i'm doing so well it doesn't even matter
2: (laughs) what's what's on flow slam right now like which is that like progress and shit
1: uh, they've had like a couple progress shows on, but progress has their own thing. Oh, Rev Pro, another UK. I'm subscribed for Rev Pros. Okay, Evolve, <laughs> Evolve, Evolve's on Flow Slam. Flow Slam, because I was getting the Evolve ones for like fourteen ninety nine a show, and they do two shows a month. But Flow Slam's twenty bucks for Evolve and everything else. Mm-hmm. Like they have a bunch of promotions on there. It's really cool. Uh. And it kind of is like a new sort of territory thing because they gave yeah. Matt Riddle the world belt of yeah. like the WBN network. And he goes around to all the different shows and defends the belt. Yeah. Kind of like Ric Flair back in the day.
2: Right. Yeah. Riddle. I mean, we've seen him a few times live at uh, so good. Uh,
1: at uh, PWG. Isn't he so good? He's so good. And he's only been doing it for like... 20 months or something. Yeah. Like and he wrestles barefoot, which is pretty gross, Stephen. And he wrestles he? bare. He's like, Stephen, he's like a cross between a he's guy a, that you probably don't know and a guy that you might, that you know, but you might not even like. Tell me who they are. It's, uh, <laughs> he's like a cross between Kerry Von Erich and Stevo. <laughs> I know definitely. both of those people, weirdly. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's like, he's, like, and he's young, like the most charismatic bro. dude. Oh, yeah. That's, I remember you, you guys. You may talk, have seen him. Yeah, you, got, you guys have talked about him a lot. He was an old UFC yeah. guy. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the funniest be. things, there's this, uh <laughs> there's this Chuck Taylor, Chuck Taylor does this like online shoot talk show on High Spots Network, which is one of the, all those things I subscribe to. <laughs> right. And they're interviewing Riddle. That. And uh it's like the officer and the gentleman with uh Chuck Taylor and Dan Barry. And they're interviewing Riddle for like probably like an hour or something. And they just, they're just like joking around because wrestlers are actually like pretty funny dudes. Like, yeah especially like younger indie guys that, they, they don't take it. yeah they don't take themselves too seriously and Which stuff like is that
2: driving Jim Cornette to an early grave
1: yeah oh I love Jim Cornette but I really disagree with him about some of that stuff I do too. um but yeah Jim Cornette's the man uh <laughs> but there's this one with Riddle and they're like just interviewing him about animals that he could like what Animal? Do you think you could beat like <laughs> legit, like <laughs> bears and stuff? And he's like, "Well, I just like try to take like the bear down, I think, and then put <laughs> him in like some sort of like." I mean, he's got a strong neck because he's a bear, but like, he's like talking about how you tap out a bear. It's he's so a funny. He's got strong everything because well, he's a bear. But especially uh, in the neck. Bears so are known uh, I, I just got You know, that's that's been on my mind since you said it. I don't think it's that weird to wrestle without shoes. No? You know, they're rolling around in each other's sweat. There's yeah. blood. You know, they're pissing on each other. Who cares if they don't have shoes on? Mm, it's, well, his it's weird. thing, though, is like, he's so good. They asked him why he doesn't wrestle in shoes. Like, is it of the UFC thing he's uh-huh. like well I've like tried to wrestle with shoes and boots on but like it's like too easy, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> too he's, easy? Like, it's too easy he's well, like that's... so good it's too easy so he's like trying that, to make it though. hard on himself it's too easy I'll give him that oh uh, fuck we'll him. have to show
2: you some uh some uh what do you call them bros uh Him and Cobb. What a great tag team those guys are. Him and Jeff Cobb. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Jeff Cobb's the man. That finishing move, Tour of the Islands, like, I don't even understand the physics of it. It's like a reverse power slam sort of. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't even, like, most wrestling moves, most people could, like, figure out how to do, like, on a pillow, like, on your bed. Like, that's what (laughs) I did when I was a little kid. But, like... Cobb's finisher like the way he twists people around in the air and stuff it's like
2: his like because he's so short and stocky like his center of gravity is like mind-blowing so it's like he could just like and he's so thick so he could just lift people up the chosen bros is the team by the way uh yeah they're great uh we're gonna have to show you some chosen bros stuff
1: i can't wait for all that but but nick before we get into chosen bros yes
2: what are we talking about today well let me tell you steven uh actually uh now that eric's been talking a little bit about the southern territories that's Mm -hmm. what we're going to be talking about today day. Uh in mid 1985, before he was the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase was one of the most hated heels in all of professional wrestling, particularly in the Southern territories. In mid-South Wrestling, megastar and NWA World Champion the Nature Boy Rick Flair was in a number of title matches against Butch Reed, Jim Duggan, and Dick Murdoch, and DiBiase was next in line for a title shot. But after Murdoch attacked him, leaving DiBiase lacerated and bleeding, the match was called off. But DiBiase insisted that it happen, and after a very dark disclaimer warning, <laughs> very realistic feeling on television from Bill Watts telling children not to watch.
1: <laughs> Which the, is the best move. It's yeah. amazing.
2: It, the bloody battle happened, and in the process, Ted DiBiase turned face. It's regarded as one of the best angles of all time mm-hmm. i don't think steven's gonna like it eric why did you pick this angle yeah
1: i this angle is a lot of and this is this predates when i started watching wrestling i didn't start yep. watching this until way later although it's like november of 85 from what i'm yeah from what i'm gathering good guy ted dibiase which came out of this angle before he went to wwe uh, I don't know why I'm saying WWE. It was WWF. It was WWF. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to distinguish. Bef- <laughs> Before he went to WWF, uh, we're watching the Tour of the Islands. <laughs> like, Stephen's how pulled,
2: do you do that? Yeah, Steven's pulling up Jeff Cobb. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Do it again? It, it just it reminds me of somebody doing like a yo-yo trick or something. It's like, oh, stop, and then he goes the other way. It doesn't, doesn't even make it. It's a reverse power. Like, it, it doesn't. Sense. How... Okay, I could do, pretty, I could do that on a pillow on my bed. Yeah, but, sure. like, I think I could do but it. But to do uh, that to a large <laughs> man, that's... Whew, um. We're all going to be wrestling pillows after this. Yes, as we are. <laughs> like a
2: brawling buddies or whatever, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh,
1: but DiBiase was one of my favorites before he went to WWF uh, growing up, because if you haven't seen, like, nineteen Mid-South became UWF in yep. 1986. All the Mid-South stuff's good, but 1986 UWF is amazing. And he was so over, and that all comes from this angle, which I had never seen until, uh, I used to listen to WCW Live, when that was like, uh, that was before podcasts, really, it was this like online... I think Chad. Chad was on a few of those. Might probably. have been on it. Yeah, I he don't, did like Hotline stuff. I definitely always knew Chad's name. He did Hotline. Yeah, yeah, you did. Hey, hey. you like uh, you like wrestling? Hey. Me too. <laughs> but know WCW what Hulk Live smells was like mostly always Jeremy Borash and Bob Ryder. Right. But like on shows like that, and like Dave Meltzer's old Iyata streaming show, uh-huh. like this angle always came <laughs> up as like, "Oh, this is one of the best angles of all time." Yeah, hmm. and it's. It's really interesting because it's really hard to do what they pulled off, which was... And
2: in, like, one episode, practically.
1: Yeah. Like, all the clips that I sent, like, the first three clips are from the week before, and then the second three clips are all in one week, and Ted DiBiase went from the most hated guy in the territory, in the company, to the like they're chanting his name right as he comes out for the match which is like nuts all because he got beat up by a good guy which doesn't make sense in the logic of wrestling storytelling it's the old double turn and it hasn't been done that many times because it's really hard to pull off it is because most times when a good guy just beats up a bad guy too much everyone's just like this is great Mm -hmm. that's what was supposed to happen but if you go a little bit too far or your reasoning is wrong, then the crowd gets the sympathy for the bad guy. I'm not I'll say heels and baby faces, yeah, yeah. but yeah. as a kid it was always good guy, bad guy. Yep. Uh the crowd gets the sympathy for the bad guy and they're like, "Whoa, good guy, like <laughs> that was too much." <laughs> yep. There's the stone cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart, uh was that WrestleMania? Yeah, that's WrestleMania. That was a double turn.
2: 13?
1: Yeah, yeah where WrestleMania 13. Bret had austin and the sharpshooter for too long and yep. everyone was like whoa brett Th-
2: that's honestly one of the better double ter- even like in yeah. more recent memory i'm kind of like what has happened after that that's been like mind-blowing i mean that was a big one
1: yeah and there was a weird one in, in a cage with like hulk hogan and rick flair like in the later years of wcw right. where the nwo all turned good guys Right. Uh, because, again, and Ric Flair, like, went crazy or something. It was w- really weird.
2: And actual, <laughs> the actual first Hogan heel turn is a big one, but that really wasn't a double turn.
1: I mean, it was kind of a, when Hogan joined the NWO, it was kind of a double turn because he made the entire WCW, like, all the heels good guys. True. Because they were true. like, well, F these guys. (laughs) We're the bad guys. That's true. uh, Well, to to talk a little bit about uh, what we had here, like the first start, like we watched six clips. They're available online if you guys want to watch it and catch up and figure out what we're talking about. So the first thing, like i i was immediately lost in this like I, I, I started watching stuff and i had to go to the internet to like read a lot i was just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and so i guess i guess the main what's the main or like the very simple version of it is like rick flair refuses to challenge anybody else but they're like top guy who is which one hacksaw butch reed hacksaw butch reed yeah and then doesn't want to now. See, I still don't fucking get it. God damn it. But he also doesn't want to face up. He doesn't want to face Ted DiBiase. Cause fuck, I don't
0: understand. Well, I try,
1: this was, this was That's back in those hours. days. And I'm sure you've talked about this before on the podcast, oh, yeah. like the touring world champion going around from territory to territory. Right. Like Ric Flair was based in the Carolinas, which was where I grew up, but he'd also take his belt to like all the different companies. And he was actually a good guy. And I think he was still a good guy in North Carolina at this time, but I hadn't started watching it yet, but he'd come in and the bad guy or the, the world champ was always kind of just a default bad guy Mm -hmm. in, uh, in the different companies. And the cool thing about the world champion coming in is because that belt was, it meant so much more than all the belts that they fought over every week. People would just lose their mo- like <laughs> all the wrestlers in storyline would lose their mind over just the greed of being able because the belt meant more money, more prestige, and stuff like that. And
2: that's why we always talk about so much, even now, Stephen, about how like uh, good guys. It's almost better sometimes that they don't have the belt because the the reactions that people give based on those matches are like are, are, are within the chase of the title. Yeah,
1: right. yeah, yeah. The chase in it. Yeah, so. He comes in and he doesn't like Butch Reed and he's trying to, he's trying, he paid his his old friend Dick Slater Mm $25,000 to, to get rid of Butch Reed because Mm -hmm. Butch Reed, who was amazing back then, by the way, yeah, like... Most people know Butch Reed from like Doom, which is awesome. Tagging Uh, with
2: Ron Simmons. Yeah.
1: But also like the natural in WWF when he like dyed his hair blonde. And then that was his gimmick. It was, he had no gimmick (laughs) other than like he was. I have blonde hair. It was like kind of a funny thing because he was obviously on steroids and he had blonde hair. So it's like there's two unnatural things (laughs) and they called him the natural. natural. (laughs) But he was so good as a baby face here. And Flair. This ties into a storyline from two years earlier because Slater took like $25,000 from Harley Race to break Ric Flair's neck. Okay. So now that Ric Flair has the belt, he's like, well, this idiot will do anything for $25,000. <laughs> so we need him to get rid of Butch Reed like he got rid of me a couple years ago. Got it. Okay. Um, Ooh. I need a flow chart to make this all make sense. But yeah, I mean, so so ultimately Slater does... Uh, attack Butch Reed uh, breaks his neck. <laughs> like that's yeah, what, him that's be- and Flair break Butch Reed's neck with a spike pile driver, yeah. which is like a nothing move. Well, I mean, if you legit did it to someone, <laughs> right. like you people could kill have, them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like for people have been very injured. <laughs> but uh, it's not like an awesome looking move compared to all the stuff they do today. But it was yeah. very, uh, it was a big deal, and they broke Butch Reed's neck. And since Butch <laughs> Reed was the local champion, they didn't have a contender anymore. Yeah, right, right. So they had to figure out who would be the contender. Also, yeah, in the second clip, Butch Reed and Ric Flair have this awesome match on Mid-South. And this is before his neck got broken where mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Ric Flair was supposed to fight Al Perez, <laughs> who <laughs> was kind a of ref. a jobber, like low-card guy at the time. Yep. Yeah. Uh Reed Butch Reed beats Ric Flair because he comes out and he's like fight me and then like the pride of Ric Flair is like okay I'll fight you and then he beats Ric Flair and then all hell breaks loose where it's they, a good match it's a good match Butch Reed was so awesome Flair is obviously awesome <laughs> uh, but they did the not only did they do the spike pile drive move, yeah. they did the the textbook sketch comedy <laughs> kill someone by like snapping their neck, yeah, like by just doing the head twist. Yeah, there's a, yeah. There's a mad TV sketch where I think it's Will Sasso does Steven Seagal, it's a Steven Seagal's, yeah, I've and, seen he, that and one. he just like he keeps on breaking everyone's neck, yeah, like through that like classic head turn, and it's just smaller and smaller things he does. That's what I'm reminded of watching this. Like, he's just like, yeah, we break. Yeah, neck, like Spun your head off. It's I've real, seen that impressive. neck twist move in so many comedy shows. Yeah. yeah. Just because it's the best, it's the best safest way to <laughs> make it look like you killed someone by breaking their neck. <laughs> now the
2: neck. Uh, now I got to say the mid eighties in the South were also pretty weird because there's a lot of things, very questionable things happening
1: in. Are you talking about the Confederate flag that's hanging <laughs> I'm in the background? Talking about the Confederate
2: flag <laughs> happening, yeah. uh, hanging in the background. And am I crazy or does Ric Flair Definitely call him a monkey in the ring.
1: Oh, oh yeah, no. yeah. Did you yeah, hear he's, he no, calls him that. a. Uh, uh. Here's the thing about Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. He's racist. Because we should talk about this. Ric Flair has given me so many memories, like great memories growing up. Yep. But also, like, there's this thing where he called, and him and Butch Reed were really good friends. But sure. it's one of those kind of gross things where it's like. Uh, I don't know. Like people like go too far with their friends who are different than them. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's not cool. There's a Confederate flag hanging from the rafters in this building. Oh yeah. And I was like, what flag is this? And I looked it up and it's still the state flag of Mississippi. Oh, that's the one. Okay, yeah, that's that it's one. It's still the right. flag in 2017. Well, there was clip the clip is from 1985. Controversy a couple of years ago. They were trying to get, it, the, get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah I always thought South... I didn't even know about the one in Mississippi. I knew about South Carolina because I grew up in North Carolina. Right. I knew that, like... People with like protests, like like sporting events, were not a there to have like. How is that flag still the flag? <laughs> no fucking idea. It's the French flag and the Confederate flag in one flag. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's everything that uh, we disagree with in one flag. I love it. <laughs> uh, also, you know, real quick to, to loop back to what you are saying, like call them lucky. There was also oh, real quick. Sorry, uh, no, on the Ric Flair thing, it's like. You don't even know the, like, once he had a podcast and started being a guest on a podcast, oh, yeah. they like tell these stories where it's like, Oh, dude, Flair was so funny in the bar. He would like pull his dick out and just put it on people. And it's like, no, that's not hilarious. That's sexual assault. Mm-hmm. That's like sexual harassment. Or he, oh, he'd just walk around on an airplane with no pants on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Start no, dude. Pulling people's nipples. <laughs> that is hilarious. So, <laughs> a stuff. lot of on screen memories, but I think if I was hanging out with him in about 1988, I'd be like, no hey, way, bro. Well, I'm sure he was an insane person back in. The, the, and the he would one. go around he's, his like move was like he would just try to get everyone drunk which is like dosing people yeah, yeah. pretty much <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, we can get off of those controversial subjects is, but... Reed, is Reed the bad guy like a, a face or a heel in this or he's a face he's a face he okay because yeah. he does say some stuff that does come off as like controversial like I was like oh are they in the south are they trying to be like he's the bad guy like are they trying to play up? because he even goes like at one point he's like I'm not like your white boys or Something like well, that Didn't like, he call the lady a little,
2: there the, A heifer and a, a tramp
1: heifer, Yeah So I was like Oh maybe Different They're times. trying to go Like they're trying to lean Into that a little bit I, I don't know I, I'm not I'm not great with any Of whatever's happening I'm just like Wrestling Yeah Right <laughs> Yeah Well I mean this tie Is also back into Like DiBiase And this whole angle But The original star That made The Mid-South Territory Was The Junkyard Dog Right who was, like, they, they drew 40,000 people to the Superdome... Like this clip is from Irish McNeil Boys Club, yeah, which yeah. is a hilarious name <laughs> for something, yeah. Uh, which basically looks like a high school gym or rec center. It is a high school totally. gym. They, they the match spills out onto the basketball court a number of times. <laughs> yeah, you see a hoop. You can see it like That's it's so fun. Uh, this, it's really great. But uh. but Junkyard Dog was was hugely popular. There's a famous angle where like Michael Hayes of the Freebirds blinded Junkyard Dog, oh, and yeah. when he got his sight back, blinded him with like. Nair. <laughs> okay, like, good. put, like, Nair in his eyes. Uh-huh. Great, yeah. Uh, which, if that makes your hair fall out, like, wouldn't it make you, like, your eyes, like, fall out? Your retinas <laughs> attached yes. to it, then you 100%. can just peel
2: your retinas right off. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, that's how it works. But thing.
1: they called it Freebird Hair Cream, or whatever. <laughs> uh, all about the all about the hair. Uh, time. And then uh, Butch Reed came in, and I'm pretty sure, and this is before he's watching, I'm pretty sure he was really good friends with the Junkyard Dog, but... Mm-hmm. Everybody turned on the Junkyard Dog because they kept needing new bad guys. So Butch Reed in this was recently a bad guy, but had recently turned good because uh, Junkyard Dog had left and they needed someone oh. to fill the top baby face role. Interesting. Got it. Okay. So he's kind of, yeah. He's, he's like, like a good around. guy with an edge. Got it. Got it. Yeah, he's just changing over. Um, so, yeah, ultimately, Butch Reed, like we said, gets his neck snapped mm-hmm. uh, in uh, the the sketch comedy tradition. And then we go on and now it's all about uh, what's. Yeah.
2: I am curious. Who? I am curious. Oh, okay. One question, Stephen. Just mm-hmm. before we move on to this interview clip, since we haven't even gotten to the actual DiBiase match yet, sure. Did you give a shit about the Ric Flair Butch Reed match at all? Like, oh, did it do man. anything
1: for you? You don't want to hear this. No, answer. I do. I, I want to hear it's, it. It's it's no. I mean, on like my uh, my notes, I, I take notes. I watch. I'm like, I was like, I just, I was like, how how do people go out to this and sit in this like <laughs> boys club and just go yeah and like scream and like I don't I don't get it. Well, this uh, is before Vincent Mann basically told everyone that it was fake yeah yeah Yeah. so like all these people thought they were just watching something that was like boxing but funnier
2: yeah, because because <laughs> we had Brian James O'Connell yeah. on last week, and yeah. and we were also talking about mid south stuff. We were looking at the Garvins mm-hmm. uh, and the Midnight Express, and yeah. so it, what,
1: oh the Fireball thing. Yeah. With oh Jim, with Jim man, Cornette. isn't that great? That was traumatizing as a <laughs> child. Yeah, me and Brian O'Connell grew up in the same area, watching the same uh, Jim Crockett saying. promotion stuff. Yeah, you, that Fireballing was traumatizing. You
2: guys and apparently Brandon Stroud all have the same. Yeah. Like circle of uh, interest and you're around at the same time. But uh, but yeah, it, it's it's just that something that we talked about last week too is that at the time, especially – and this is any time I've watched any of these old clips. In the southern territories, there's so much heat. People yeah. are so into it. They care so much. They believe everything. Yeah. And they're so into it. When the good guys win, they lose their minds. When the bad guys come in, it sounds like there's going to be a fucking riot. Yeah. And they, do they just believe it? Like I, I, is that is
1: that it? Like, Well – uh, it, it's kind of like, you know, something's up, but yeah. they do such a good job of making it seem legit mm-hmm. compared to something like WWF. Yeah. Uh, cause I, I, I kind of knew when I was a kid, just tying back to Ted DiBiase and like we have it paused on Hacksaw Jim Duggan right now, who yeah. ch- chimes in about <laughs> the madness that's going on in this angle, uh, as well. But when these when these guys would go to the WWF, like, I'm, like, six, seven years old, and, like, I'm, like, oh, Jim Duggan from the UWF, he's an ass-kicker. Like, he's such a serious ass-kicking guy. And then he goes up uh, to WWF, and he's, like, I mean, he had the two-by-four in mid, Mid-South yeah. UWF, too, but, like, his gimmick became that he carried a stick and went, oh, yeah, like... That's it. Just so one note and you're like, this is like, why is he funnier now? Mm -hmm. And also with Ted DiBiase, like he was such a serious, like baby face who had a lot of history as a heel. And then he goes up to WWF and he's wearing like a sequined velvet suit. Yeah. And he's the million dollar man now. Mm -hmm. Like I just knew like something was up. It's like, oh, Ted DiBiase from Omaha, Nebraska. I think they said that he got it recently in an inheritance or something like that. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But he was such a good baby face. And then he (sighs) just becomes like a cackling, like, everybody's got a price. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, it was just always stupid to me just as a little kid. And that's why I'm so mad (laughs) that WWF is all you can watch now. Yeah. Because as much as WCW sucked and it really sucked at the end with like Russo stuff. Oh, it's horrible. But. It was always different and felt a little bit more real. Uh just because like you don't want to watch it and have your intelligence insulted. Mm-hmm. You just want to watch and sort of They I always they
2: always felt more real up until about ninety nine until the WWF really took that that idea and ran with it. Because yeah. they took so much of the reality.
1: That's and it's gross. that statement you just said is so confusing to me you don't okay. want to have your intelligence insulted <laughs> and I and I'm not saying I just to be clear like I'm not saying it's stupid to one way or another but isn't it sort of like insulting because you know it's fake in a way to treat it really real or to like take it too serious like is it now then way? or anytime I guess now because you're talking about now like well, the def- yeah it's I mean if you're watching like a really good thriller or something like that you yeah. know it's not real right. but they're not like stopping and turning to the camera and like winking at you yeah which is like what wwf does and mm-hmm. it makes me sound like a bitter wrestling fan i know there's a lot of wwe fans like that probably listen to this show and yep. i'm not like yeah whatever you like and and also it's like what people grow up with mm-hmm a reason I can't get into WWE is because I grew up watching these guys get taken to other companies and like turned into jokes. Yep. And that's, that's the childhood that like a lot of people like and remember. So they like that style of thing. Mm -hmm. Just for me, it's different. Uh, so you want, like, a little bit, like, a you want more of a realism, like, this guy's a real fucking ass yeah, kicker, like, like, he's not... I'm someone who's Which is watched what a lot gives of you. comedy in my life, mm-hmm. and, like, when I watch wrestling, I'm not watching it because it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes they're... That's the f- weird thing about the Cornette debate, is that, like, he gets so mad at funny wrestling, yeah, and he was hilarious.
2: Oh, my God, yeah.
1: He was so funny. He's such a goof. Yeah, like... There's a great angle from Mid-South where like it's his birthday or something and (laughs) they come out and the baby faces throw his face in a cake and he's like, yeah, and he's going nuts. (laughs) <laughs> but I, he's like trying to be serious, just coming off as funny more yeah. so than like, oh, that's why he hates it. Then. Doing bits. <laughs> Nobody likes to be. But they're in on the, the joke. Like people. Ric Flair's Rick Flair was hilarious in his promos and yeah. he's like in on it. But that's just like his style. Like mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali could be funny, but he'd still kick your ass. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas yeah. like now it's just like a lot of bad Sketch comedy in between matches. Well, over... When I say sketch comedy, I don't mean that they have props and stuff. But it's a little... it <laughs> just, well, but the over it's, it's the
2: overwriting. Yeah, it's the, it, everything is so overwritten.
1: It's and I don't want. I'm not not like blaming anyone or anything no, like. I think not. when like Triple H takes over, it's probably going to be great, just like everyone says it is. Because like we... that's that's what I dig.
2: Because we get a lot of shades of that now. Because I mean, do you do you kind of hop in off and on and w- at least watch NXT? Because the product is good. It's very good. Yeah. I
1: try to watch nxt but still with nxt it's the same syndrome that i grew up with as a kid where i'm like oh i've already seen all these people be awesome on the indies why do i like, want to see a shitty version why of... would i want to watch like a six minute tv match on nxt that everyone loses their mind over i get that hmm. and i know that sounds snotty no, i'm so sorry mean. it's like very uh but I, know what you snob. Yeah. but I know what you mean yeah, I I also know what you mean. Uh, All right, so Stephen, you yeah. didn't you didn't particularly care for the match. We're moving on to part 3. Yeah, I guess we can just move on to part 3, which is this this uh insanely poor tracking copy <laughs> <video> <laughs> tape. Uh of and so we have we have first we start with Butch Reed. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you know he, he broke my neck. He's they, in <laughs> front. Butch Reed is in front of the same background as the guy who did the Max Headroom pirate TV thing <laughs> that one time in Chicago. Like the same. <laughs> yeah. Just the camera's not moving. It's that same garage door. <laughs> That's very funny. They're in yeah. Max Headroom studios. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Max Headroom studio. Uh, you know, That's and he funny. he's explaining like, yeah, my neck's broken. The doctor says I have to wear a neck brace, and I will. I love that part of this little promo that he's like. I I'm going to listen to my doctor, but you did me wrong. Uh, and then he's again, so responsible. He is a responsible. I mean, if he's got a broken neck, like, good on him. It's amazing that he only has, like, a basically a yeah. pillow around his Never neck. Never mind the fact that I'm standing and moving my arms. I have yeah. a broken neck, uh-huh. and, but I should follow doctor advice. I'm going to listen to my doc. And so now, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is there. Did he call? Is he calling now uh, Reed, Hacksaw Reed now? Is that no, they're both. Both hacksaws. Hack both hacksaws. Yeah. Okay. Which would never happen. One of the good things about. WWE is like the the quality control they would never allow two guys in like a 14 person company to both be nicknamed Hacksaw. yeah never
2: in a billion years because it's
1: not that. a common nickname yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm that'd here with funny. Hacksaw Gligar and Hacksaw Pearlstar yeah that'd be great
2: tonight they're fighting over the Hacksaw name <laughs> yeah they wouldn't do anything but they're like both that. friends but yeah. it's funny because it's like yeah like even back then like you know the Nature Boy name like a lot of things have been shamed yeah like yeah WWF there is these days it's like very specifically like there's only one this person and that's it yeah. like you can't even have similar finishers you can't yeah. have similar nicknames you can there can't names. be
1: more than two people named like adam No, not at all because <laughs> they're like oh the uh, adams would get confused well yeah. if yeah whatever happened in the locker room like oh i'm Hexa uh, jim duggan oh i'm hex uh, butch reed and they're like ah oh, could we come up with another nickname like mm-hmm. nope nothing's as badass we give up they
2: well <laughs> well when adam cole comes up to nxt we look forward to brayden cole an nxt name if there ever was one
1: yeah there might not be an adam yet so maybe he'll get to be adam cole but it seems like they're are they going back to changing people's names they did that with tommy end isn't he like he's alistair black yeah they're 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 picking and choosing it's really the worst is when sorry to go on this tangent but the worst is when they pick (laughs) yeah alistair black (laughs) the worst is when they pick the fake names And it's like it'd be like Adam Cole, but then they change it to like Jeff Thomas. It's like they just take one boring name and And give him another boring name. (laughs) Yeah, they get how can they find the way to be more boring with it? So yeah, Yeah. we see this whole interview uh, after watching. Uh, This is the best. I didn't understand anything that happened. Okay, okay, pause it. Yeah, we'll pause it here. Okay, so right now we're at the part where. Uh, there's nobody to there's nobody to take the match because uh, Hacksaw Butch Reed, ev- even with his moving arms and standing and legs, his his neck's uh. been broken. He's incapacitated. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's so good. Uh, uh, Flair or Ted DiBiase was chosen by the company. Uh, just because of his history of being North American champion. That was their belt that Butch Reed had. Uh, and be- DiBiase, according to Storyline,
2: had been waiting for like a year to get a title shot. Yeah, because
1: yeah. Flair, like, Flair had stopped defending it and even paid off a guy to win the belt who wouldn't challenge him, named The <laughs> Nightmare. Right, uh, because Terry Taylor, who later became the joke Red Rooster, but was awesome in mid south. Yep, same thing. Uh, Flair didn't want to fight fight Terry Taylor because, like Terry Taylor, took him to the limit every time. So he paid off this guy named the Nightmare, who wound up being like one of the moon dogs and, and something like that oh. uh, to win the belt and then never face him. And then when uh, they got the belt off the nightmare, that's when Flair was like, Oh crap, these tough guys in mid South are trying to take my belt. Dibiase had is synonymous with the North American champion. He had mm-hmm. a championship. He'd been winning it for years and years and years on and off. Cause he was always kind of the key player in the company. So even though he's been a bad guy, for so long, they're like, well, let's give him this shot. Dick Murdoch comes out uh, and Dick Murdoch is a good guy. Yeah. Uh, but they have history because all these wrestlers went to West Texas State because there used to be this territory in a- Amarillo, Texas owned by the Funks. Mm-hmm, sure. And Bruiser Brody, Dusty Rhodes, Stan Hansen, the Funks, Ted DiBiase, Dick Murdoch, Tully Blanchard. There's like... Tito Santana, Manny Fernandez. There's like 50 wrestlers who all went to college together. That's crazy. And Dick Murdoch comes out. And they all played football, too. And Dick Murdoch comes out. He's basically like, I helped you get in the college, my college, West Texas State. I don't think he says the exact college. But he's using like real life stuff uh, because Ted DiBiase's dad died in the ring was a wrestler who died in the ring yep. of a, ha- a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And he was friends with all those guys. So the Funks and Dick Murdoch in real life kind of took Ted DiBiase under their wing when he was like 18 years old. Yeah,
2: because I've heard that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is like probably like 15 years later. And he just comes out and there's like truth behind it. He's like, I'm getting old. I'm not going to have that many more shots. Like, you need to get out of the way and let me do it. Mm-hmm. He kind of like is. They're breaking storyline a little bit because... It's good guy versus bad guy, but the good guys tr- he's not coming out and shouting at, at Ted DiBiase. Right. He's trying to reason with him, but he's a little bit too cocky about it.
2: But yeah, and then even though Murdoch's a, a, a face, there are definitely shades of like, well, this guy's kind of a mean, drunk uncle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's terrifying.
1: He was a great wrestler, but we don't, we don't, like, there's some real life stuff about Dick Murdoch that's kind of weird. Like, he may or may not have been in the Ku Klux Klan. Probably was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not surprising, not surprising. which is not cool. <laughs> um, I'm going to go on record saying I'm not cool with point the i not out. cool. Not fucking this cool, out.
2: bro. <laughs> he probably hung up that Confederate flag I was, back there. I was the trying, to, I was trying to
1: read about that because, like, you hear it all the time on podcasts and then there are people who are like, no, nah, he wasn't in the, like, I don't know why people are saying that, like, it's an urban legend sort of thing. Hmm. But there's maybe that, so he was, yeah, he was like a drunk uncle, probably <laughs> racist. Yeah, I've heard some things about him. Um, Listen, if it's a white person who's in the their middle age, like, if they're a middle-aged white person before the year 1980, Like, just assume they're racist. That's probably the easiest way. That's a very safe assumption. Easiest way to do it. (laughs) My my grandparents, I'm just going to assume they were racist. I I love them. They're great. (laughs) They're
2: probably really racist. Yeah, Yeah. it does say that many people have stated he was racist. Yeah, so
1: that's, the internet is that's coming confirmed. back. He's he's racist. This has been confirmed by the police. Yeah. <laughs> they put this up on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, well, yeah. We're going to we're going to take a quick break. Okay. After we ta- yes. we're going
2: to move into this. I, okay. I do want to finish up with this clip so, okay. so we can move into the match. No, yeah, let's this, do it then. This sucker punch that he gives him to like, you know, yeah. neck meat there is like brutal sounding. Yeah. It, can, we, can we just go to can we just cut to a clip literally of just him punching him, Steven?
1: I want to tell you something you are yesterday's news you are yesterday's headlines are you just- hey! hey it's pretty audible so yeah. He, yeah yeah oh yeah and both of their punches looked so good yeah they're going they're going hard at each other so i'm losing i kind of lose the threat okay so it is oh that post he hit him Dick in that Murdoch post with the head the post, he yes. really runs into it too <laughs> he hit him in the post with the head he hit him in the post with the head <laughs> yeah <laughs> And like his, uh, he's his, bleeding so much, yeah, that's a lot.
2: Was instantly rolling down the post. Yeah. You can actually see it on the post. Like I know, Stephen, you know that's a real, that's a hard way. But even if he bladed before he ran into the post, that's a real cut.
1: I hope you back acknowledge yes. that. Yes, I acknowledge it. Everybody wins. And back then, back then, Stephen, before like when people were still guessing about whether or not it was real, like. Yeah. They tried so hard to make things like that look real. Like, oh yeah. He looks like he just got. His head obliterated, thrown into the post. Yeah, yeah. he really ran into it. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look great uh, when he does. Yeah, it doesn't. No, it look, looks great, uh-huh, it, but oh, it doesn't look. It doesn't oh, look like God, something. Man. Like I want it looks to like happen. he hit him in like the nose with it too. It one more time. Yeah, All right, we're gonna we're gonna play it back at uh, you know seventy five percent speed. Really, we're, really, not, we're gonna, we're gonna really, really analyze this throw. All right, okay. boom, and there. Boom. So you can oh, see his hand was he's up. He's doing the hand thing, but in real yeah. time, it didn't even look like. His hand was up. No,
2: he definitely gets his hand up, but it's like up here.
1: These guys are pros. It's like nowadays when, uh, like every time like they super kick someone, like you see them slapping themselves. Like there's so much slapping in real in real time. Like you could not tell he got his hand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're incredible wrestlers. Uh, and we're gonna talk more about this story after a quick break. Hey, I'm I'm Jeff. I'm Ben. I know I'm. I'm... Ben, just, just do, do it. The, just do it. Okay, the I'm, thing. So, I'm sorry. Uh, hey, this is Ben Jeff and Thayer, and we host a podcast called "Convince Me," where we have guests on to try to convince us to get on board with their unique obsessions. Check out our podcast. It's called "Convince Me." I'm Jeff. Okay, so we're back, everyone. Now, uh, like we said, they're th- they're flying into ring posts, uh, and now. Uh, Ted DiBiase is bleeding Badly like crazy injured. and, uh, old, old Dick Murdy is, uh, <laughs> <Murty>. <laughs> Dick murder, <laughs> Dick murder. Uh, he, murder. Oh, can we go back real quick to, to one of my favorite yeah. parts about that last, uh, that mm, the fourth clip Yeah, is when like DiBiase is just bleeding all over the floor. <laughs> like, Dick Murdoch's like beat the crap out of him. Uh, the refs are checking on Dr. Death. Steve Williams is checking on. That's right. another thing is like this turned Dr. Death and Ted DiBiase because they were tag team partners. Right. This angle turned them both babyface. But Flair is sitting there talking to the ring announcer. He's like, well, this is a tra- <laughs> this is a terrible tragedy. But uh, <laughs> uh, it looks <laughs> like good. I'm getting yeah. the night off. I'm out of here. Yeah, like he just <laughs> tries to take <laughs> off. <laughs> That's yeah. just like. It's such a nice little touch because, like, it just shows that, like, Flair is just like any of us. It's just like, well, looks well, like the, I got the day off. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm out <Sorry>. of here. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, there's a, yeah, that happens uh, all the time when somebody gets horribly injured. I'm just like, yeah,
2: I'm taking the day off. So here's the insane, very hyper realistic uh, uh, disclaimer at the beginning. It seems yeah. so By real. Bill
1: Watts, also probably a racist. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fired yeah. from WCW for that. I mean, like I years agree, later. though. And this tracking,
2: and the old quality of this just only helps for like how real it all <laughs> seems like it's like a fucking Jonestown clip. Yeah, <laughs> it, just it seems is so real. Uh, let, yeah. let's let's at least go to a quick clip of Bill Watts pleading people to not let their children watch this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're here in the dressing room at the Irish McNeil Boys Club. They're ministering to Ted DiBiase. He is badly lacerated on the forehead.
1: There is arterial damage. There's a problem stopping the blood flow. They're applying a pressure bandage. And wrapping it very tightly.
2: Ted DiBiase has demanded that he be able to have this world's title match with Ric Flair. He said he's waited long enough. It's taken him a year to get this bout. Some men never get the bout. And he's afraid Ric Flair will use this as an excuse not to defend that title against him.
1: We're going to have to start playing that at the beginning of all of our shows. Every <laughs> of just like, please, don't let your kids listen episode it. They might be talking about start talking about dildo. Yeah, yes. we're talking about Adams on this show. <laughs> yeah. You better... Uh, yeah. yeah, And he would all... Like, Bill Watts would always bring in... Like, he would always tie things into sports in real life, which made it all seem more legit, too. Like, he's talking in this clip about... I went to go see a fight at the. I think he's talking about Roberto Duran versus Sugar Ray Leonard, which is one of the most famous boxing yep. matches of all time. Happened at the Superdome, and that's the that was the No Moss fight, right. Where Roberto Duran couldn't go on because like his stomach hurt, and he's just like no more, yeah. Uh, and he <laughs> then Bill Watts goes, I saw him quit because he had a, a tummy ache, <laughs> and that you know that made me sick to my stomach. <laughs> and here at Mid South Wrestling, we had. Like, like, he's basically telling everyone that Ted DiBiase is the man just because he's going to try to continue. Yeah. And because yeah. he didn't get a tummy ache. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With, like, wearing this, they call it, like, the spirit of 76, like, the head bandage <laughs> where you look like uh-huh. the drummer in, like, a Revolutionary <laughs> War picture. Yeah. Uh, what do they keep calling it that I find so funny? Like, it's they don't call it, like, a bandage, like, a uh, Pressure. Fuck. What are they it's call a, it? Yeah, it's a pressure. It's a pressure. sump, someth- A pressure bandage. Because yeah. he has yeah. arterial damage. Arterial which damage. Yeah. I don't know if arterial damage is a medical term, but it <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. yeah. They. They. They went to college. They learned some words to put together. <laughs>
2: yeah, they all
1: took a class together. They all took a health class. That's the most stunning thing of everything we've said in this episode. They all went to college together. <laughs> that is shocking. Like I would never. I, I may maybe that makes me sound very judgmental, and I'm. I guess I'm fine with it. I'm well, surprised that any wrestler went to college. Well, they went like, to college to play football. Yeah, together. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's fine. They Wait got. until
2: we watch Mid South Wrestling the college years.
1: It came <laughs> later. It's great. It's fucking great. Screech. Is in it? It's <laughs> Scree- the whole thing. Screech is in as an mm-hmm. infant, little <laughs> yep. oh, little baby boy. And yeah, Jeff the Screech Thomas. <laughs> and with this match, like you have, I mean, in 1985, according to people like Dave Meltzer and and stuff like that, mm-hmm. DiBiase and Flair were both like top five workers in the world. Yep, like around that time, it'd probably be like DiBiase Flair. Barry Windham was killing it around that time. Steamboat obviously, but Steamboat was just doing low card mm-hmm. stuff and then WWF like two minute matches and Savage was great, but Arn Anderson have been in that conversation probably. Arn Anderson was really young he's like Arn Anderson is like shockingly young is he and that was like a little bit before the Four Horsemen right. like when Arn Anderson first got famous I think he was like 24 but wow. he's always perpetually looked like 44 as
2: we always say there's so many of these beefy wrestlers yeah. back then they, they've bottom.
1: always been 48 <laughs> at least <laughs> they just finished having a uh, you know, a grill for their kid's birthday. Yeah. And i like, all right, now I gotta go wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and DiBiase was a guy that is legend has it. He was always around the time. Flair won his first world title. DiBiase was being considered to be the NWA champion as well. Okay. Uh, and Flair kind of got that over DiBiase. That was around 1981. So that was a few years before that. And that, uh, that was before Ted DiBiase was ever heel. Right, and he turned heel on the junkyard dog like everybody does, and <laughs> formed this uh, this freebirds type team with uh, Jim Duggan. I think before Jim Duggan was known as Hacksaw, yeah, and, yeah. uh <laughs> He he met Hacksaw Butchery and is like Hacksaw, huh? and Matt Bourne, who is later Doink the Clown. Oh yeah, but was like Maniac Mac Matt Bourne, and he was awesome too. Also not a good person. I think he had like some sort of underage sort of situation. <laughs> well,
2: when you're a clown, you have access to but birthday if parties. And I don't know
1: if I got that right. I know there was something skeevy happened with Matt Bourne, okay, so I'll, I apologize if his family's <laughs> <Yeah>. listening. <laughs> I apologize to his family. He may not be skeevy. He's not with us anymore. Way, yeah, yeah. He's gone. <laughs> yeah uh, th- so this, anyway, this match, we're, real quick to chat about it. So, yeah, Ric Flair and uh, Ted DiBiase going at it real hard. DiBiase bleeding all over the goddamn place. Uh, they're yep. both Wearing identical red trunks and uh, shoes, they like it's almost hard to tell them apart uh, from this <laughs> shitty VHS tape. Like when they're when they're when you can't see their heads, there's no way to tell. They have the same exact dad bod. Uh, they're just fighting <laughs> yeah, each other. I know they're both in red trunks. Even can't tell. No, I absolutely can't. At a few moments, like there's a few moments like where you can't see either their heads. They're you know locked up or whatever. Fucking like don't know who's doing what, but good for them. Uh, they both have the red uh, knee pad. Oh no, I guess Flair doesn't. No, okay, so that's how you. You can tell by their knees. It's not their Uh, hair or that they're two different people. I said when you can't see their hair several (laughs) times, Nick. Fuck. Uh, So this is just the... Flair's got DiBiase's blood all over him. Yes, he does. Very gross. These
2: guys bled all over the place back in the fucking day. They just
1: bled on everything. That's why they would take aspirin to thin the blood out. And then that's one of the reasons why Bruiser Brody died from that. Stabbing in Puerto right. Rico is he that bled, he was already on aspirin. Jesus Christ. Which is like not what you want to happen <laughs> when you get stabbed.
2: Well, and then not to mention that Ric Flair has bladed so many times, like, you know, he'll get hit in the forehead with a cotton ball and start bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is uh, this is also, this clip is uh, you know, basically we're, we're at the point right now. Ted DiBiase is outside the ring. Uh, he runs into the rail and uh, he's getting counted out and he loses this match. Uh, but there's this part that I can't. Stop watching, and it's, there's these two older <laughs> women standing in the background, just like talking to each other and looking yeah. at it. And the whole time, I'm just thinking, "What are they thinking? Like, how did they get there? They love it. Who are these people? Well, they seem they're like they're like looking at Ted, and then they're like looking at each other. Steven, like, even they're so concerned. They're so don't you see how concerned they are? I don't, they don't are. understand how. Oh, how oh they get man! There. But then, luckily, old well, Dick. Pa- Murdy. Yeah. Pause <laughs> it for a second, just going back to the crowd. Like, I love. I love watching '80s wrestling. It's like my, and I especially like going back to stuff like this, revisiting stuff like this from before when I was a fan. Like yesterday, I was watching a bunch of old Georgia Championship Wrestling Mm -hmm. on that was on TBS back in the day. Yep. Uh, but the craziest thing is like sometimes I'll be watching it. Oh yeah, they are very concerned. Yeah. And this girl's so happy and then Ted DiBiase gets kicked out of the ring it. and she's like, no, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you're watching old You'll be watching stuff. it and like sometimes I'll just like zone out and be looking at the crowd and I'm like yeah. that lady's dead. That guy's dead. <laughs> that kid is like 42 now. It's like uh, it's just, I know that sounds morbid, no, but I it's like that. it's one of the depressing things about watching old That's, stuff. Is like,
2: why does your brain my, favorite, know, my favorite thing to do when I watch movies like that is like especially if like I watch movies and they're a little older, I'll just be like you
1: know, that dog's dead now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just bums people out.
1: Yeah, it could. yeah it's fun. And it's, it's even good. worse because it's just, like, real people. Like, when you're watching it's something and, and you're like, things. yeah, of course the the guy from, the judge from Caddyshack is dead. Like, he died, like, 30 years ago. Yeah. But, like, yeah. when 92. you're seeing, like, real people, it's like, oh, that old lady who was at Mid-South Wrestling in the front row, she died. He's dead. <laughs> He's gone. Uh,
2: Dick Murdoch's dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah,
1: Dick Murdoch died, like, nine years after this. Yeah, 96. Oh, that's um, sad, and Dick. So Dick Murdoch ends up. Uh, Ted DiBiase gets counted out of the ring. Like I said before, Dick Murdoch decides to come in and get his uh, and just really beat up on Ted. Yeah, DiBiase. and they were like, like after all the stuff that had happened to led that led to Ted DiBiase bleeding all over the place. Yep. uh The commentators are like, "Oh, is he coming out to help him?" <laughs> <laughs> and he still beats the shit out of him <laughs> oh drag- my god for like a split second you're like oh I mean it'd be nice like it was just <laughs> a misunderstanding before but Ted DiBiase tried so hard while he was bleeding all over the place Yeah, nope sucker punches him <laughs> at, at his lowest point oh my god drag- and then gives drags him out a, to the basketball court <laughs> yeah drags him out to the basketball <laughs> court and gives buster. him a brain buster on the concrete <laughs> That's brutal
2: looking yeah. brain buster Steven did, did that did no, that get wait, sold for you at all no not at all
1: wait really That if 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 this is the one that I'm, I'm thinking it is. First of all,
2: when Dick Murdoch takes off his shirt, just his body type alone is terrifying. Yeah, it really the biggest,
1: largest thing. He only ate, uh, and he's like knocking out the rest. Yeah, this one, look how how he falls straight on his butt, right? Straight to his butt. He doesn't even, like, do Uh, it. He
2: rolls into it. Barely. He goes head first. Barely. He rolls into it. What
1: are you doing? I love love when he he brain busts him on the concrete and the ref comes up and goes, hey, stop, and he slaps the ref.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I also want to point out Alfred Neely looks like a drunk hobo the referee like that, uh, like that one guy oh, like, yeah he's all over the place. this
1: match has my yeah he does look like a drunk this match is my favorite ref of all time i gotta find it yeah there's alfred neely yeah he is or, or maybe it's an earlier one he was back in clip like number one he that yes guy, guy. this guy yeah. he's i gotta find this moment he's doing this thing like he's waving his arms all over he looks at every moment like a drunk guy trying to get attention right here he starts to like wave them off of each other and he's just like he's in his own world and he's <laughs> Being just yeah one. that should be a gift look like he's still going <laughs> yeah he, he does it for like 15 seconds i'm playing it at double speed and he's just waving his arm he does it multiple times in this match he's my favorite ref of all time i have no idea what his deal is but yeah he's probably drunk you're right nick oh, you yeah. nailed that um Anyway, sorry, that was, yeah, you reminded me of how much I love that ref. So, so then finally, uh, you know, in the last and the final clip that we have in this six clip series, he's uh, pretty
2: much that nodding gif.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the nodding gif. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much
2: it. We'll put the, uh, the Robert Redford nodding bearded man. Gotta
1: do it. Uh, and then, you know, still Ted DiBiase's laying on the fucking floor. The announcers are <laughs> like, uh, you know what? We can't pl- do another match. This is too much. Like yeah. he's dead. Uh and Teddy Garcia is Yeah. He's really selling he's it. He's selling it. Like there's nothing Like that- sometimes when wrestlers get like knocked out, they do that cheesy like seizure shake <laughs> thing with they their do legs. Too much, yeah. But he's like doing it just slow enough that it like it looks real. I like think it's so. so good and they're carrying him to the they like they weren't prepared for this, so they just bring out like a table and put them yeah. like on the table, yeah. like a neck board. Yeah, <laughs> they really, really inadequate first aid. Is clear. They also
2: say that tonight's main event that was supposed to be even after this is canceled. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're selling everything so hard. Like we can't.
1: Continue and who is the rest it? It was night. like Jake the Snake Roberts yes. and somebody else. I, I yeah, I Jake didn't the hear Snake. It, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember the other Which one. Which sounds like a good match. Like it's like, uh yeah. That had been cool to watch. Let's go to
2: just a little bit of, might as well cut to one more clip, let's go to just a little bit of the after-match after, uh, after match pandemonium.
1: You're watching videotape of Ted DiBiase after his match with Ric Flair. We feel that this situation is of utmost importance. Therefore, we will not
2: be able to bring you our scheduled third standby bout, Dr. Death versus Jake the Snake Roberts.
1: We apologize and we will try to have that bout signed in the near future. As you have seen, Ted DiBiase was badly lacerated. He has suffered severe blood loss, along with cranial and spinal concussion. At this point, you can see that he is
2: unconscious and is convulsing.
1: Just because he came up... uh Jim how good was Jim Ross's commentary
2: I was just going to point this out Steven what did you
1: think of younger Jim Ross Younger Jim Ross looks like somebody who works for like the Republican National <laughs> Convention like employed to get copies or something yeah. he just looks so confused and like sweaty and young I was I was how who is this little pork belly fella? I love That's him It's Jim Ross there he is <laughs> His I was uh, surprised. his announcing back and like he had just started uh, cuz he was like a ref Yep, And then he was like the ring announcer. He does a little bit of ring announcing yep. in this. But uh, yeah, that was early Jim Ross commentary. And that's part of the reason why UWF and Mid-South in the 85, 86 era is so good.
2: Uh, e- even back then, I agree. Anytime I'm, I'm watching, like I pull up like an old 80s or 90s wrestling clip and I'm like, I just happen to pull it up and I'm like, and, and I hear Jim Ross on commentary Instantly happier, instantly better, because he's even then he was so good at putting everything over, yeah, calling it like a sporting match, putting over the stories that it needs to put over and the things it needs to talk about, and making it all seem very realistic. Yeah, he's just he's he's unmatched when it comes to that kind of stuff.
1: One yeah. more thing I want to ask because I was a little bit confused on this one, Ric Flair. In this, all these clips, he's spelling it with a K. He doesn't, though. No, he right? doesn't. So no. was this an they error or was graphic. it just a different That Time. was an error because in Mid-South, they would misspell things. It's in the South, Stephen. Uh, we didn't, the, didn't go to college for television. <laughs> we Jim Cornette. Yeah, Ric Flair in Mid-South, at least in this episode, was Rick with a K. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in in, mul- in mul- all these clips, yeah.
2: I specifically looked it up, too, because I was wondering if there was like maybe some kind of weird 80s.
1: Can't yeah. use
2: your name for something like that. So yeah, it's n- like no, not at all. They just yeah. misspelled it.
1: Jim Cornette. At least when he first got to mid south, was spelled Jim Cornette, but with no e at the end. So it was just like Jim Cornette, like uh-huh. C O R N E T. I don't even know if they had two t's. Oh, is this oh. Cornette? Uh, That sounds too Frenchy and fancy. We're cutting off the t. There's tea. a guy just
2: like typing it in in the back, like one finger, like Jay. Right. Can you go ahead and, tell and me for your the name longest sir?
1: time, for like five years, Damn. Bill Watts couldn't wouldn't back when he did commentary. Wouldn't say Ted DiBiase's name right. I don't know if he's doing it to make him upset <laughs> or what, but he was always Ted DiBiase. It, but he was, like, DiBiase <laughs> before that and after that, but, like, Watts just called him Ted DiBiase. He uh, just can't, <laughs> can't do, change people. Can't try, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, and then the other part of this, too, I was watching... Ric Flair didn't give a lot of woos in this. He only gave one woo in this, like, hour's worth of clips. Yeah. Did we watch the birth of
2: the ooh there? No. The, the woo, or was it he's been doing I just it? don't think it was quite as gimmicky as it is now. Okay. Plain and simple. Yeah,
1: and when he went... Because the NWA world title was usually... It was usually in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. It was usually before Ric Flair was more on a badass or like an athlete type. But always a serious wrestling guy. Like Jack Briscoe, uh, Dory Funk Jr., um, Gene Kaniski, Harley Race. Like just serious athletes and bruisers yeah Yeah. bruising ass kicking guys and Terry Funk was like kind of the first NWA champion that was a little bit more into like doing crazy interviews and wacky shit in the ring yeah 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 Uh, but Flair always toned it down at least a step when he went outside the territory uh, to go defend in like Portland or Mid-South or wherever it was always like he was a little bit more subdued He'd still get worked up and stuff like that, but yeah. he wasn't the same as he was in the Carolinas because he wanted to put off a more serious sort of vibe. I think so. I'm- that's probably why he's doing less woos and he does the flare flop in there, which yeah. I was really surprised to see because mm-hmm. Bill Watts was, was like, Bill Watts was an insane person who wouldn't let like good guys and bad guys hang, hang out, mm-hmm. and he also had a rule that if you got beat up in a street fight, you'd get fired on the spot. <laughs> So like, and you get beat up, and like people would try to challenge wrestlers all the time because Uh, they're like, "Oh, that shit's fake," and like come at him, and it's like if you got, I think that I think Bob Orton Jr. got fired for getting beaten up in a fight. I believe it. people are probably
2: like, "I could beat you up."
1: Uh, really so I was really surprised yeah. that Flair did the fakest move he does, aside from when he and I love Ric Flair as a wrestler. uh Aside from when he gets up on the top rope and just starts shaking his head no before the good guy even comes <laughs> to throw him <laughs> off, like that's pretty fake looking. Yeah, the other
2: yeah, yeah, back body.
1: But draw. the Flair flop, I never got it. Like it's funny, but it doesn't make sense that you're just walking around and then do a face plant. Like yeah, he does that in it. this match. And I was really surprised to see him do it in itself.
2: I will say, I do think that. Goofy, wacky, jokey, funny Ric Flair really took his full form in like nineties WCW. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of the flair we've known, I feel, since then.
1: Yeah, I mean it got amped up. It got amped up in like 85, 86 yeah. on World Championship Wrestling, mm-hmm. the Saturday Night Studio Show. Yeah, because uh, to cut a lot of crazy promos. But then when he'd come that. out on Nitro in the nineties and start like elbowing his jacket <laughs> and giving his jacket still knee the best, drops. Though. But he was still so into it. He was yeah. hilarious, but like My I'd be watching that as like a teenager with my mom and dad, like because every Monday night we would I would dominate the living room T V for three hours watching Nitro. You have to. And he turns so red slash purple while he's screaming with a crazy look in his eyes and he looks like he's hung over and on cocaine. (laughs) They're like, He's gonna have a heart attack. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, amazing. He, he never still, did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they did
1: that angle where he was cutting one of those Nitro promos and he had like a fake heart attack yeah. and then they said the next week it was food poisoning cuz everybody was so upset <laughs> cuz he just grabbed his arm and like <laughs> like went They was like It, too real. it was oh. so realistic. <laughs> I was like I just like did we just watch Ric Flair die? <laughs> and then they're like "Oh, the next week they're like oh, Rick Flair didn't have a heart attack uh, Eric Bischoff poisoned his food or some, some oh, crap man. like that no biggie we're all friends bye so yeah funny. Jesus Christ because I remember all the times I grabbed my left arm when I had food poisoning <laughs> yeah. oh my and god and yeah. fell to the ground that's how
2: you do I it I ate an entire chicken it went straight to my
1: arm <laughs> I'll tell you man I feel terrible uh, alright so this whole uh, epic you know two, two episode story I guess is over uh, but I, I think we're ready to rate it nick unless there's anything else that we need to fill in no i
2: don't think so it probably felt
1: like an eternity for you steven oh it felt like more than an eternity yes it's (sighs) the real it's a real effort to get through this uh but yeah let's okay
2: well let's let's rate move around and rate it so um i'll say this i have i had seen this match like many many you know some time ago some years ago or whatever and i'd kind of and i had seen like the the disclaimer but i never ever ever went back and so pretty much Part five, I'd pretty much seen like the. Yeah, I had never went back and really filled all this in with like Butch Reed, who I'm only tangentially familiar with. Uh, I just I hadn't seen a lot of this like this build up with like Murdoch and everything mm. and flares. So this was really, really interesting to see the build up to this match and see what it actually meant and understand why it was a big deal. And I thought I think this match was great. I also liked the earlier match that we watched between Reed and flair. Yeah, Um. But I do know that this is regarded as one of the best angles, certainly a huge, huge, huge story and a great turn. Uh, and I appreciate it. I mean, I know that I don't have the sentimentality of it because I wasn't watching it like at the time. Yeah. Like, like you know, mm-hmm. as we do with certain things that we go back on. It's like, oh, man, I was fucking watching it. And it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't have the background in like Southern Wrestling that you have, Eric. But that said, I really enjoyed it and filling all of this out did a hell of a lot more for me and I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna give it a four point two out of five.
1: All right the four entire two.
2: everything total. for two. Four point two uh, out of five.
1: Eric, what are you thinking? Uh, it it doesn't matter what I rate it, so I'll just go uh, Meltzer <laughs> and go uh, Omega Okada 2 and give it six and one quarter stars. But this didn't even happen in the Tokyo Dome. What are you doing? <laughs> it happened at the Irish McNeil Boys Club. Fair enough. Fair enough. Same thing. Eight out of five.
2: Eight out of five. Oh, great. Uh, wait, and then why? Brian Alvarez says, "I just didn't really like it."
1: How's it going, everybody? I
2: just didn't like it.
1: <laughs> just didn't like it. Uh, so uh, you know, I'm watching this thing, and I I like. I was lost very quick. Like I actually actually restarted. I I was googling it, trying to find what the hell's going on. I found a good link to like an article. Some guy just wrote his memories of it, okay. which were actually like very helpful to put it all together. And then I rewatched everything from probably clip three on to just like, okay, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? So even then, and then as I'm trying to explain it in this episode, I'm embarrassing myself. I'm like, no, I still don't really fully get it. <laughs> so I mean, fuck me, I don't understand wrestling. It's hard. It was hard for me to get on board with this clip in the first place. Fair enough. I think I think what it is is I'm just like I just don't know why people, people care. People care, and it's almost the same about professional <laughs> sports. Like I always think I always thought this. I was like, you know, you watch people, you watch like baseball players or like basketball. They will like fight each other like for real. They get yeah. in fights, and I'm just like, you know, you're a professional <laughs> sports player. If this is a real thing, and you're just trying to prove how good you are, if your team's the best, like chill the fuck out. Like, I don't know why anybody cares that much. And it's sort of the same way I feel about this is like, there's all this like drama behind it. And I'm like, if you are a professional sports player or a professional wrestler, and this is all real, like just chill the fuck out. This mm-hmm. is stupid. You're acting like dumbasses at all moments. Uh, and so were, were there any big moments
2: that hit you at all that you actually thought this is pretty great? Yes. Where, that ref was... waving his arm. <laughs>
1: okay. He, does, right. it. he yeah. does it two times in that, that match. I'm going to have to make gifts of all of us. just great. <laughs> like a drunken fool, really letting but everybody know. But nothing else you're really particularly no, invested in. It wasn't right. it wasn't it wasn't there for me. It was also a little hard that's part of it too, is like I think you're right, like that angle, uh like the double turn is sort of interesting and like what your how you explain it, but I was that was lost on me because yeah, I fucking figured. know who these people are or if any of them are good or bad. They all look the same. The snakes yeah. were you know. probably not there for yeah. You at so all. it's a little, it's that, a little yeah. Hard that's to get advanced into. level booking stuff. It is. Yeah. It's really hard to pull. For sure, off. it is. And
2: yeah. all of those average fans got it because they watched the show every yeah. week. They were at the shows every week live. Yeah, yeah. and they're all
1: dead now. And, and they're, all dead. <laughs> and they're <laughs> all dead. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. There's a good chance many of them are alive and still it. Karen in row three is dead. Okay, I don't give just, a shit. But just these are carrot. people, no offense if you're listening, the, if, from Shreveport, Louisiana, but that's a lot of fried food. Yeah, they <laughs> did. So even for the ones that are like seven to ten years old, that's a lot of fried food to be eating for the past 30 some years. So, yes, yeah, there's a good chance. OK, fine. Ninety five percent of them are dead. Five <laughs> percent okay, of them are alive. Thank you for admitting that. Yeah, I will. I will. But, you know, uh, yeah, so whatever it was. It wasn't it was a super high rated match. Uh, you know, Kudos. Kudos on the story. They tried to do it. Kudos on Dick Murdy coming in and just really, oh. really beating the shit out of Ted when it's over. Really have to wonder. Like, I loved why. his spots. I really did. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. I mean, yeah, that was entertaining. Uh, but ultimately, not a super high rating. I'm going to go with uh, two comically snapped necks out of five. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Eric, what was your actual high melter rating? Was it a six? What was it? Six, six point eight. one four. Isn't oh, six that what, or, or six? Six and one fourth stars. There you go. So six, six, six four point four two five. I kind
2: of like 6.14. It's like pi but better.
1: Yeah. I can't believe he did that with the He's
2: just trolling now.
1: Yeah. What you
2: know when, you for? know when they have part 3, he's going to go up another quarter.
1: Yeah. What did he do this for? He's the guy who's Dave been Nutser. rating wrestling matches right. 1 to 5 stars yeah. for duds or whatever right. for like god since like 1980. Yeah, well I mean since he was a kid even. Yeah. yeah. So, uh this match he loved so much in January, he gave it six stars. Okay, and it was great, but like I'm I'm gonna make a lot of the internet wrestling fans kind of. I didn't think it was like the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Match- I thought it was amazing. I
2: thought match two was better. Did you watch the second one?
1: Yeah, I but I God watched Omega that in a weird better. sort of. I tried to watch it because it was on late. Uh, late on a Saturday and I couldn't watch it that night. So I tried to watch it late Sunday after our comedy shows and I fell asleep during the five hour pay-per-view or whatever. So, but I didn't want it to be spoiled. So I, I, and I fell asleep on the couch trying to watch it. So I watched Okada Omega two on the couch at like Five thirty as the sun came up on a Monday morning that's before, me on most before nights. I had to go to work. I feel you. So at the end I was just like, Oh, that's it. Yeah. I mean I thought the ending and stuff was good. I liked like the draw. Him yeah. falling down instead of getting hit with the Rainmaker was great um we've already
2: actually watched uh we have already watched okada omega one we watched yeah. that with our tom sibley episode that's right yeah that's yep. what
1: I, I was trying to figure out what it was yeah the tom sibley one i did so they they had a rematch and then meltzer gave it an extra quarter a yeah, so, yeah so Fuck meltzer him. always rates on five out of five stars right
2: and and for this one specifically and i just feel like again like he at this point like doesn't care because we're all <laughs> smarks now and the internet yeah, he just wants yeah. to troll everybody. But I, he gave it a six out of five. That yeah. one that we watched, yeah. and then the next one, the second sequel that just happened a couple of weeks ago, he gave it a six point two out of five. Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: He so, so he's just trying to like hold on to relevance because nobody cares what some weird guy no, thinks. No, 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 no. Like people, that- people, no, do no, care. like, yeah. I mean, he. What if I broke my own system?
2: <laughs> I just think that he he feels so arbitrary about it these days that he's just kind of fucking with people.
1: Yeah. Huh? Well, fuck him. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. Yeah. Fuck you, Dave. No. And the the matches and stuff are great. It's just like we've okay. all seen so many great matches. That's hard to say that those are the two best things that have ever existed <laughs> in the world. Yeah, no, um, that's it. Those are the two best.
2: <laughs> Which is kind of it's kind of weird that that's why he's doing it because now it's like so these two matches just negate everything that someone yeah. like, like Ric Flair has ever done. Yeah, because he's given Ric Flair matches fives.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ric Flair had so many five star matches. So, Daniel Bryan, um, yep, and people like that. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 so weird. And they were like, they were working at a fast pace, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not all Meltzer I don't cares get the now d- about now discussion.
2: Yeah, all he <laughs> cares about now, Stephen, is being jacked, going to PWG, and getting moves named after him from the Young Bucks. That's all he cares about now. Uh, yep.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm lost on every point of right. your list there you go well thank you for that i really Look it appreciate up. it <laughs> yeah he's a yeah <laughs> i've been a long time observer subscriber i listen to him and brian alvarez's podcast like pretty much every time it happens
2: i usually do i i at least listen to the the one i don't listen to the only alvarez one because i'll want to shoot myself but the one with him and dave i'll listen to
1: yeah I, I listen to the one sometimes with, like, Brian Alvarez and his grandma and his friend. And it's like, <laughs> that's that's when I've run out of podcasts to listen to. Yeah, I right. think it's like, how's it going, everybody? Brian yeah. Alvarez here with my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> she's like 80-something. And she's like, I, I was watching a 205 Live. And, like, oh people really love it. And I'm just like, well, I can have this on while I play video games. I get it, I go We're going to get
2: our grandmas in here. Uh, well, we'll. I'll have to start digging now. Okay. Yeah. Geez. Oh man. Yeah, I Steven. guess I will too. <laughs> I, don't know. I get a shovel. Well, well, I think we should do it anyway. Um, Cornette's the one that I always have to to seek out first every week. It's like it, it, you know, like that's the one. I'm like, I always got to hear this first. I mean, I know others come out, like the Austin one. I'll listen to juniors
1: I'll listen. Yeah. Cornet's the number one. Yeah, I love Cornet's podcast. I listen to Cornet's podcast. I listen to his host has one. The host of his podcast has one called the 65. Uh that one's like insanely long. Yeah. Uh there's one that's really great called Between the Sheets. Mm -hmm. which is also insanely long where they they pick a random observer not just the observer but the observer and the torch they pick random dirt sheets from a random week like so if today's June or uh, doesn't matter when this comes out probably come out in July or whatever but uh, a couple weeks yeah yeah. Yeah. whatever they pick like the day that it comes out like what was happening this week in wrestling in 1997 or 1985 but they, they have all the dirt sheets from then and they just go through everything and talk about it oh wow it's amazing I love it except for the Amazon they play like some Amazon game because they do the Amazon thing like you all do Mm -hmm. except they talk about what people bought but they do it for like an hour and a half. Oh, my God. No, it's we just, so long. We
2: plug it for 15 seconds. Come on. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. so long. But if people wanted us to play like an Amazon game and they'd use it more like we would. We would.
2: I've, <laughs> I've, I want to I'll just I'll make this known here. I don't know if the man's a listener. Probably not. But he did follow us on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I have been I've been considering reaching out to star maker Kenny Bolin to try and get him on the oh, show. He's so he's funny. Unbelievably
1: so, funny. Have you heard the one The talking about a podcast on a podcast? Yeah, it's, it's is what the we weird. thing. We're accepting. If you were the one with Kenny Boland, where he's telling the meat story. Well, he, tells, he talks a lot about meat. Uh, but there was this thing where he went, the Kroger had a deal or something <laughs> like that where it was like, it was story. a guarantee that if you don't like our meat, you can return it for free. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. So I he started this, this like tri-state meat laundering thing you got to find the clip with him and Cornette talking about him it. telling the meat story. Well, not
2: to mention that... that
1: <laughs> It's so funny. All they he, do is
2: talk about shit like that. And, like, Cornette's always trying to get people to to t- to, to taste burgoo. You ever had burgoo? <laughs> it's like the, they talk about the weirdest
1: shit, man. I love it. Tony Schiavone's, that's becoming a must-listen. I love... I've like,
2: heard good things about
1: it. I've tweeted it out. I'm like... If you'd have told me in the year 2017 (laughs) that my favorite podcast would be Tony Schiavone's, (laughs) I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Times are weird now, It's so surprisingly good.
2: All right, well I'm, guys, when I'm you're done listening to this great. episode with us and Eric Moneypenny <laughs>
1: Unsubscribe yes. and go to the, no go no, only listen to yeah. podcast. Unsubscribe, leave in droves, please yeah.
2: and try some <laughs> try some burgoo if you yeah. had a chance. I don't know what burgoo is that it's British ragu? No, like, no, it's some kind of stew that that, yeah, that uh Cornet swears by.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna Burgoo? Have to see. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's like bologna and ragu. It's burgoo. Yeah.
2: Uh, It's a combination of meats, pork, chicken, mutton, or beef, often hickory smoked with some other shit. That sounds... American Midwest and in the South. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. Oh, alternative names. Roadkill Soup. Great. (laughs) This is only selling it for me more, and you know that's true. Yeah. I'm only getting more excited about trying this Roadkill Soup is going to be my wrestling name when I finally go pro. Oh, Kentucky bourbon burgoo recipe. Mm. Shit, we're going to have to make some burgoo on this show. All right. Well, let's get busy. Steve, whatever happened to your You Should Love segments?
1: Uh, we stop. We, I told you we stopped doing them because, uh, like, it was just sort of pointless. Because you and Joey were just like, "Yeah, it's dumb." And then I'd be like, "Well, why am I talking?" Well, now that Joey's
2: not on the show anymore, why don't you cook up some burgoo next week? I will cook all up right. some burgoo. That's what we're for doing. You. Come back, Eric. Have some burgoo with us. It's <laughs> be, right, right. Be great. <laughs> well, we've reached the end of the show. I guess that's it. Uh, that was a damn. I was a damn good angle. Steven's not sold yet nope not yet
1: (laughs) he's no selling it
2: (laughs) (laughs) Eric Buddy Penny thank you so much for coming to the show yeah this was a
1: blast thanks for having me (laughs) glad (laughs) we could bring you in Uh,
2: where can we find you on social media do you have anything you want to plug anything you want to talk about please Mm
1: -hmm. uh I I, sell it baby okay (laughs) right, (laughs) so everybody uh no um (laughs) me and Heather Campbell write these comedy videos for this uh this YouTube channel called AOK Mm -hmm. and we kind of Make fun of everything on that. It's really cool. And uh, YouTube,
2: you can find it at where on YouTube.
1: This is just A-okay. search AOK okay. YouTube. yeah, yeah this it's is a fantastic A-okay. channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Eric and
2: Heather employ me.
1: Yeah, for things. So oh yeah, you do voices all the time. Please check yeah. it out. And um, yeah, and go to the Pack Theater and watch some comedy where you guys both also do stuff. Yep, mm-hmm. I teach there in addition to like my writing jobs and stuff. So. And that's how I know both of you gentlemen. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. Technically. Way back uh, when. Pre-pack. Way- Jesus Christ. Yeah, pre-pack. Pre-pack. Um, the dark ages. I have no <laughs> idea why you all took the class at the time you did, because there was like... Gina Augusto. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There was no shows, no right. anything. Yeah. Well, and I hadn't had even any like TV writing credits or anything like that yet. Mm-hmm. So it was like
2: mostly yeah. back in the day, guys. And this is all the way back seven years ago. We just hung out. In enough. We hung out in enough of the Midnight Show after parties at the Midnight Show Mansion, <laughs> where Eric was like, "You should take my class. I'm teaching a class. Please take my class." So we had like a, it was about eight months. I don't of think that. I
1: ever. I don't think I ever plugged my class. You like sold that. me on it. No, wow. you did. You yeah, told i me. take it. You did. Yeah. That's take it. Just yeah, come on. Just take he it. He's at a party. Come on. You got to take this. It's so yes. weird because, like, we were, like, all so much. I mean, you guys were just, like, new to L.A. And yep. I was, like, really young. And it was, like, it's weird that, that, was, that we've known each other all for that long. Yeah, seven yeah. years already. Is I that- yelled at no. Steven one time and one of you guys. <laughs> Yep. Yes, yeah, oh, you left. That's one you of my left. worst moments. Steven, if like anything,
2: Stephen was kind of a dick, though. You said something about Eric's
1: note was like stupid and like Eric. No, it wasn't no. that. No, it was. It was, it, was I, it was so much more mild than that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. It really did upset you, and I like. I don't think you were wrong to be upset. But I was like a little surprised. And then like, this is you, a shoot. You
0: walk, <laughs> we're in
1: this meeting. Seven of us, you walk out like you're like fucking livid. And everybody looks at me like I just fucked this up. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just lost like everybody's mentor for us. So I like run out into the street and follow Eric. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? You're like, I don't know. Hold on. hold on, Eric is more.
2: like, well, I stormed out and I can't come back. That's in now. what. Yeah, that's what you <laughs> yeah. said to me.
1: And I was, like, I was like, OK, cool, cool. So we're all cool. Like and I was like, and I apologize profusely on the street and I'm like we're all good and then like the next day you're like still mad at us and he like wrote us an email and then everybody's like i thought you fixed it steven like everybody was so mad at me i was like uh oh, did you call one of his notes arbitrary no no no, no. it wasn't that. that it like was stupid. no it was like it was like the stupidest thing i i mean that's why like <laughs> us all being younger like yep. i was a little bit i've chilled out a lot yes, in my have. in my 30s i used to be a lot more. uh because now like nothing really gets to me that much well you're rich yeah um (laughs) (laughs) but i was given a note and and some of the people who are probably listening to this podcast were probably thinking the same thing like i grew up with a speech impediment and i get really self-conscious and self-aware when i'm talking like sometimes i have to really slow myself down because my brain wants to go in too many areas and sometimes i Feel uncomfortable talking a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, given this note, and Stephen was like, What are you trying to say? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, It made me so like, just like, What are you? i don't know oh, why it made so me so it, it made me mad be just because i was like it, it was just insecurity sure that's so funny And now that i'm like older and more successful people can tell me to go fuck off and i'll <laughs> fucking give a shit yeah good that's the way you should be that's so funny well guys but yeah we were <laughs> going to Steve steven's like i'm sorry i'm sorry we're like yeah just drop it man <laughs> uh yeah I've, i think i've apologized maybe once a year since then we didn't need to like uh, i don't know we never yeah we didn't didn't need to talk about that. No, it's, just, but it's, so it's so funny. a funny. story. It's so, now. so funny. Yeah. That was, was yeah, that was a shoot. Yeah, uh, that was a shoot. Should we shoot on
2: other people? at dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say, guys, <laughs> if you'd like to see us take the reins my- of, of our of our social media for Dump Shit Mountain Mountainback, a group that hasn't been active for about four years,
1: <laughs> please
2: <laughs> tweet tweeted, at, my- tweeted our friend Michael, Michael Geniac. Michael Geniac, Mike- and tell Michael Geniac to give us back the logins. I, yeah. r- I just t-
1: don't think anyone <laughs> should be doing anything with the brand we built. <laughs> Michael, yeah, Michael Geniac took. It all away because he was mad at us. I legitimately uh,
2: still have no problem with Michael Geniac, <laughs> but we are shooting on Michael Geniac right I, now. I
1: don't either. I I told like, every time I talk to him, I'm like, Mike, I like you. You're a good guy. Why do you not let us log into like this, <laughs> guy who gets
2: this content but, is because in the internet. Because
1: oh God, it was can't... a t- Dumb Shit Mountain was a time and place. <laughs> it was <laughs> and an and error. You to to You're right. He tried. Right. He changed it into Dump Shit Mountain Studios. 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 What?
2: <laughs> That's what it says on the YouTube page. He changed page the now. name of
1: it to Studios. It's like, maybe we could find a way to all collaborate, like through a studio system, but like apart. And I'm in Florida. Dudes, don't worry about it. Oh, uh, those are good times. I told him, uh, yeah, this is all like these, these things we're talking about do not define us. Uh, that was <laughs> a, a weird fight, like five years ago or whatever. Yeah, uh, that we were cool with, like after that. And but like Michael Geniac, when he moved away because he's moved back to Florida, I'm like, mm-hmm. dude. He should like, cause he's so funny. He is. Very he, is funny. he is hilarious. So, like he he's cracks the me one up from that team. Yeah, by yeah. That. like he Without just like crying. walks out with a look on his face and like he would kill me. I'm like, dude, <laughs> if you're gonna be moving back to Florida, you need to start a YouTube channel for yep. yourself called Florida Mike. <laughs> oh. Just get all Florida. Like, cause he's so funny. Yeah, I think he he he'd be huge if he did that. Instead, yeah.
2: he just locked up the dumb shit mountain account. <laughs> Instead, now nobody could just... get in. He probably forgot the
1: lock. I mean, yeah. Honestly, it's gone forever. I don't at think this anybody point. could get in. Yeah. Uh, and he probably did. He, he, that was probably his first step in creating Florida Mike. is like, all right, I got to shut down. Uh, dumb shit. Down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got to wrestle. Dude, a g- wait, dude, dude. I got to wrestle a Nick, gator. shut up. Nick, shut up. Hold on. Uh, wait, I got an
2: idea. <laughs> uh, okay. Hold on. Uh, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, twain Shadow. <laughs>
1: twain shadow. The <laughs> no, number right. of times we'd be talking about, like, wait, shut up. I got an idea. And then he'd just say nothing <laughs> it was incredible. Oh, genius. Well, well,
2: guys, we hope you've enjoyed the bonus portion of this episode.
1: Uh, uh, do we do we need to talk about all? Of this? All right. <laughs> hey, fine. Yeah.
2: Well, so, Eric, thank you again <laughs> for shooting with <laughs> us, and again the second That's portion, a shoot,
1: brother. We had now we had there was for a shoot. Patreon. If,
0: only. if you
2: are still listening and you're only a wrestling fan, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah,
1: we had to we had to cut out a segment of the show for. <laughs> For <laughs> legal reasons in fear of very serious, murderous repercussions. Yeah, yeah. Nick, not why the, don't not we. Not
2: inter- the Geniac stuff. That's no. all in there. Geniac's yeah. great. It was something <laughs>
1: yeah, it wasn't after. Geniac. Sorry, Mike, for that weird segue of the thing that was. Yeah, wasn't you. <laughs> oh, God. Geniac, we're, I, I think of him like a brother that I just don't talk to anymore and that maybe he'll come back one oh, day for Jesus. a family reunion. It's a good times. Well, Nick, why don't you close it off how we always close it off with you throwing to a weird segment after asking me a question? Guys, mm-hmm. I got to ask you. Steven we've reached the end of the show
2: Steven yeah do you love wrestling I don't thanks for asking he doesn't love wrestling well in well, the meantime it, <laughs> we're gonna end the episode with a dumb shit mountain sketch we'll drop the audio in we'll drop the audio in I don't know what it, which one it is but you'll love it just a playlist of all of the we'll, audio we'll throw in chicken bo- no we'll throw in get out of town from Michael Genie, oh, right? yeah, get, yeah out get out of, out of town,
0: town. <laughs> thanks
2: guys for listening what happened
0: I got the promotion. That's great, dude. Get out of town. So I did. I got out of town. Why would Heath tell me to get out of town right after I received great news about getting a promotion? Does he know something I do not? Maybe he's protecting me and telling me to get out of town so I don't die in some freak accident in my new promotional job. Maybe he's like Falcor. And I'm like, Atreyu, the never-ending story of getting a promotion. Then again, he could have been warning me that had I'd stayed he would have totally murdered me and my whole family. Why would he want to murder me and my whole family? What did I ever do to you, Heath? Heath and HR? I've always loved you, and you telling me to leave has created a new passage in my life. A passage of conflict, of betrayal. Why? Why? Why am I here? Where am I going? Has anything mattered at all?
1: Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can find us at YSLW Podcast. Or if you have match suggestions or questions, shoot us an email at wrestling at gmail.com. Nick, where can we find you on social media?
2: Oh, guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Gliger, G-L-I-G-O-R. What about you, Steven? You can find me
1: all across the internet at Pearlstein. And if you want to hear more podcasts, check out I Love You and I Like You, my other podcast, all about parks and recreation. And while you're in the iTunes store, why don't you go ahead and leave You Should Love Wrestling a nice five-star rating and review.
2: Thanks for listening to You Should Love Wrestling. Guys, we will catch you next time.